Good afternoon. I think it's afternoon. Good yes, afternoon. it just is. It's just turned. Just turned. It's Graham Cove with another My Music. I'm going to be speaking to my friend here about all things electronic -y and BP and musical in a minute. Um, we'll be talking about Circuit Free, the, the up and coming album, and the life in music as well. First of all, though, let's watch 25 seconds of this. I need to get going, Mel. See you later. And now, with your laptop suitably raised up to avoid neck pain, Peter yeah. Fitzpatrick, thanks for joining me. <laughs> it's good to see you, Graham. How are you? Yeah, Those stands look great. They'd be great for a gig. They are great for a gig. If you can see in the bottom corner of our sort of yeah. layout screen, you can see someone actually DJing with one. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Yes, that's that's what they're doing. I, I was kind of squinting at it, and I thought, oh, it's, it's lots of uh, cassette tape that's been thrown around. <laughs> oh, no, it's a, it's, a D, it's a DJ deck with cables. Okay, now I see it. <laughs> I really need to enlarge this window. <laughs> it's, it, it, is, it is one of those. I uh, I love I love the fact you thought it was old fashioned technology. Yeah, yeah, giving away my age there. <laughs> well, do you know what? Talking about old fashioned technology, do you know what my son? Um, well, one of my sons, because I've got so many of them, asked me yesterday. Yesterday morning, he came. In, he made me so proud. He came in and he said, "Dad, is there such a thing as a Bluetooth Walkman?" No, now, really? do you do you know whether there is? Um, that's a really good question because I've got now an actual an actual Walkman, as in a, a CD player with the no, well, no, no, the cassette, the cassette player. Oh, the yeah. cassette one. No, yeah. there couldn't be. There couldn't yeah, be. There is. Has somebody there done is. it? Yeah. How cool how long is, is that? It, how long has this been around, and why has nobody told me? I know, right? I'm a sucker for a gadget. <laughs> he's he's absolutely saving up to buy one now so yeah basically it is a uh you put the cassette tape in it but then it transmits whatever's coming out via bluetooth oh you you know that would be really good for if you if you if you've got old cassettes with stuff on them that you want to digitize yeah that would be really cool because you never have the right cable for that sort of thing and well, that's cool yeah isn't it cool I, I might have to i might have to dig out my old cassettes now i i i, I knew seeing as you were you know, a gadget man that you'd probably yeah, enjoy yeah. enjoy that little. Oh, snippet. very much so. Yeah, yeah. That's well. That that's Christmas sorted. <laughs> <laughs> what I love. And we're only this... in May. <laughs> I know. I know. What I love is as soon as he did it as well, he then started looking on uh, eBay and other places. Other bases are available for what cassette tapes he could buy to put in it as well. Ooh. What do you think his I'd... first choice was? What do you think the first cassette was that he wanted to put in that? Is he still he's, in secondary school or is he in university? He's uh, he's just doing his A-levels now. I'm going to say it's probably a Beatles album. No. Then it's probably... I'm trying to figure out what, what, what kids that age are listening to at the moment. I'm going to say... Something grunge, maybe. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, um, Siggy Stardust. No, yeah. Oh, you've, you've, you have passed parenting with flying colors, Graham. Well done. <laughs> what can I say? That's, oh, proud dad, proud dad. <laughs> I was so proud. I was absolutely so proud. He's like, this is oh. similar. He said he actually said, "Well, this is seminal. This album, I've got to get, I've got to get one of these, these, these cassette players to listen to it on, because <laughs> he's already got the, he's already got the um, ear, earbud headphones, etc. So he can yeah. walk around the house and do jobs. I've got to get one of these, and I've got to get Ziggy Stardust and Spiders from Mars to listen on it. I was like, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah." Yeah, I yeah, cannot, yeah. I cannot I, fault I that. see nothing wrong with this picture. Yeah. <laughs> has, <laughs> he has, has he started explaining bands to you yet that you're like, yeah, no, I have heard of them. Oh uh, yeah. Have. I've had I've had that less from him because he knows. He he really yeah. gets it with me. Um, but I've had it with my eldest son 
um, who's just yeah. finishing university. Yeah, and it's a beautiful thing that a lot of us have. Uh, you have children? Yes. Yeah, I have three, I have three adult children. Yeah, they've done right. all of this. Stuff. Right. There you go. <laughs> so you, you will have been through this, um, where you, you listen to your music and there's a point where they like, Dad, shut that up. You know, that's yeah. awful. Yeah. And then, yeah. then later on, they discover the music that you listen to. And then they mm. come and try and tell you all about it. It's like, you really yeah, should hear that. this. Yeah. We, we, we've had that. So growing up, uh, Sunday evening, we would have a late dinner and Stuart McConey's Freak Zone on Six Music would be playing. And they complained for years. And now they're <laughs> discovering all the weird stuff. But when Kraftwerk came to Dublin, a handful of years ago one of my sons i had long story i had two extra tickets so i figured oscar would you like to go and look i've got a plus one so he brought his girlfriend and he said to me later yes she she, she kept saying how do i how do i know these songs how do i know these tunes and oscar said you've been in our house regularly it's always bloody playing in our house <laughs> so <laughs> it is kind of it is kind of infectious she couldn't name any of the tunes she suddenly connected oh so that's this on the stage oh right okay it's it's funny how it just seems to spread like a virus it does. and of course part of it is um especially with electronic music as well or those little electronic lines that that, that sit mm -hmm. over songs is that they get end up getting used in adverts etc yeah yeah now um one of my sons came up to me with that the other day he went dad it's in an advert at the moment. It's it's brilliant, but it's annoying me because I don't know what the song is. Do, yeah. do, 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 do. And I went, that's Enola Gay. Oh, boy. <laughs> and he's like, what? And he looked it up and he played oh, it. And he's wow. like, yes! He's been, he's been looking for it for oh. ages. It's just oh, great, boy. isn't it, when that happens? It, it, it is, yeah, it is, and, and I'm also I'm also glad that um, that the O and D boys are, are are getting some sort of paycheck for the advert. Because <laughs> <laughs> it really it'll help it'll help their pension. <laughs> David says, "My eldest like Radiohead, like me. She doesn't see it as depressing music, but also like Royal Blood. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing, yeah. you know. Um, a, a lot of youngsters." And and we did the same thing, I believe. And that's what I want to talk to you about is your sort of journey into music. But I'm sure you, like me, did exactly the same thing. You had the music of the time of the generation around you. Mm -hmm. You got into that because there was a social aspect of it. And, you know, um, it was great to, to listen to. I mean, with me growing up. I suppose the stuff at the time that people were listening to was, you know, Nick Kershaw, Howard Jones, mm -hmm. um, especially on the sort of more electronica side of things. Um, you know, from a vocal point of view, Paul Young mm -hmm. was always there, all, all of those sort of people. But yes. then you listen to that music and then you you follow it back and then suddenly someone plays you something else that just said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah but they got that from this, etc. Yeah, and you before find the you threads. know it, you're over there. Somewhere yeah, you, find, else. you find you find the threads. I, I in the in the mid late eighties that like this is this is the sort of thing that young people do. I would have been maybe twenty one, and I, I I had my first synth, and I was playing in a serious band making serious music, um, and then I was approached <laughs> by somebody. Listen, do you want to do a paying gig on a Friday night? And it turned out I ended up in a gig with one of the former members of Thin Lizzy here in Dublin, and it was a rock and blues gig. I didn't really know anything about rock and blues. I knew who Thin Lizzy were. Um, I knew some of the singles, so I had a crash course in learning some of that. And then we did an old blues tune, and the bass player was coaching me, this is the riff, and he plays the riff. And I said, oh, that's Give Me Some Money from Spinal Tap. And he says, no, Peter, it's 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 an old blues riff, <laughs> and the rest of the, the rest of the the rest of the band who were a little bit older than me looked at me as if to say, "Oh, sweet summer child, you have so much to learn." <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the music stuff. I would have come up from, oh, it was just you you you, you learn that the, the 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 best the best band ever was the Beatles. That's what you're told. And you yeah. investigate the music. And you know what? You find out, actually, yeah. And I was fascinated by the story of the Beatles. And I became a huge fan, a bit of a collector. 
um, loved the music. But then around late 70s, um, all this interesting stuff started appearing. I, I have a very clear memory in my early teens of hearing uh, Georgia Moroder, Donna Summer, I Feel Love, and mm. wondering what's that. And I remember um, it's all jumbled up now in, in a mixture of memories. But, you know, if I think of artists that suddenly leapt out of the television in the late 70s into early 80s, you know, the Buggles uh, landscape. Um, and then my buddy in school, he had access to records because I didn't. I, I was... I, I couldn't afford to buy records um and he his his he had a, he had an uncle who worked in a record shop and supplied him with records he introduced me to the human league mark one uh mm. of course omd um you know fad gadget all the early mute stuff and i just was soaking this up on cassettes and it was it was great and that that's what got me and that's the attraction of it just that that hooked me which is why I've got somewhere. I've actually got the mute logo. Which arm is it on? It's on one of my arms here, because yeah. that's that stupid thing when you do when you're fifty. You figure right, I want to get 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 a tattoo. Which will it be? And the only thing I could think of was mute because I spent the last few decades listening to stuff on mute records. That was that's that's where all that came from. So it's it's all it's all his fault. <laughs> well, you mentioned Buggles. We we've actually had Jeff Downs on this program. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and 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 yet, you know, there you go. He and he told a similar story. Mm-hmm. Obviously, slightly different bands because you know slight mm-hmm. age difference. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it you know, it's a it's a story that goes over and over again with anyone that's really into their music. Yeah, it's it's, is... a, it's a process, and we all we we all go through it. And I, I'm loving it now. I was asked in a recent interview, like, what were my views on things like. Um, sort of the weekend and uh, things like this awful label synthwave which is a made-up thing um <laughs> and, and i just thought what's the what's the like what do you think of young people like getting into that and saying isn't this cool and my thing on it is that yeah that's great and i i've heard what the weekend does i think it's really really good um but if it means that people start following back the threads and finding out where they all where they all came from that's even better and you know they 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 end up going back to let's say landscape because we mentioned landscape and I thought imagine hearing landscape for the first time and getting to do that again imagine getting to hear the first OMD album for the first time again yeah I'm a little bit envious because it's so brilliant imagine hearing yeah. New Order for the first time and getting to do that again that first it's, sort of rush yeah I'd love to go back and listen to certain things for the first time again it would be really really yeah right now there's a kid there's a kid somewhere doing that right now how lucky are they they are it's the it's the best feeling in the world isn't it when you discover that thing and you just go wow this is mind-blowing and and then you can follow that thing through uh it's 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 just fantastic it was it was brilliant once i got off of you know, Father Abraham Smurfland, which I think was my first <laughs> album. Oh, I used to shout at the television. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, are you one of those people that are not not proud in terms of music? Because it annoys no, me sometimes. Not at all. You know, not it not really annoys me sometimes when, you know, and you see it on things like Twitter. Hi, Twitter. Um, but <laughs> you see Twitter. it when, when people do, yeah. It, it, when people do this sort of like what was the first album you bought and the first thing that they put up was like something incredibly cool and you just think oh liar absolutely liar yeah you know like okay first... my first go yeah, no on. no you go first i want because i want to see how cool yours was before i say mine <laughs> well my first single was pete's dragon there you go i mean, I mean i'm not oh, I'm wow. a, i was really i'm not you know i was tiny you know and yeah. as i say my first proper album was father abraham and smurfland um, which included the amazing song "Smurfing Beer." You don't get drunk, and it isn't dear. Um, <laughs> what a <laughs> lyric! That sounds, like, that sounds like a line from a spray song. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him know that. Yeah. Hello, oh. John. Hi, Johnny. Yeah, hi, Johnny. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, so is, mine I was. I can hear his sister echoing it in the background. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah. And, and in the video, she's just. delivering the line absolutely perfectly um so mine was in the bargain bin because i had 30p to spend so i had to go through the bargain bin and the only thing i could find was bionic santa by the dj chris hill and i thought bionic 
and I said, I asked a guy behind the counter who looked down his nose at me and said, oh, it's kind of a comedy record and it's using bits of other records. And I said, it's 30p. It's all I'm going to be getting. So I took it. It was either that or something I'd never heard of that could have been worse. So I got it. And it was actually brilliant because Chris Hill was doing this thing where I don't know if he was paying to use the clips, but he was telling the story by doing cut up pieces from other people's records. Mm. And I just... And I think I might still have it somewhere, but I'm proud to say my first actual album on cassette was the Beatles Abbey Road because I was I had a little songbook and I had a cheap guitar and I was trying to learn the songs. And there were all these other songs in this big, thick book that I had never heard because my parents, I think, had two compilations. So there was and I just thought, oh, no, I've, I've got to get another album. I want to find out what these other songs are, because I'm trying to figure out what. What's this song, Polythene Pam? What? How does that go? Yeah. And you know, and you never give me your money. I, I was trying to imagine what these songs sounded like. So I got. It's Abbey interesting Road you I, started that Abbey Road, right at the right at that end. Yeah, because I I, I thought I thought big ears. I thought that uh, <laughs> the I thought that the 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 story. I was fascinated by the story and. Yeah you know, the mythology around them. And I was, you know, the conventional story that you would tell a kid was, oh, they started getting into drugs and stuff. And, you know, they, they grew beards and stuff and they went weird. And I thought, oh, I like the sound of that. So, so I look for the, the, I look for the latest possible album I could get rather than starting at the clean mop tops. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want the saccharine pop from the beginning. I want it. I want it when they, you know, started to yeah. fight. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know have arguments with each other and maybe smoke drugs. I mean that's that's great. I think that's true. Oh yeah, I love this from David. Like you say, my kids say things like, "Have you heard this new song?" I have a listen and say that the tune riff is from an older song that's been sampled, and then and then he gets to play it to them and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're just making up stuff, the... Dad. Dad, stop making up things. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember sort of the first sort of singles I actually bought when I was an earnest teenager, but they were probably, oh, they were probably Yazoo because I'm such a fan of, of Vincent and Alison. So probably Yazoo, I think uh, they were the first ones as I figured, no, there's a line you cross where just having a cassette of your mate's copy is not yeah. good enough. You want the actual disc. So and, and that's the thing. Probably only you. Yeah. It, it, it becomes a, I want to, I want to own this because this represents what I'm into, and that you're projecting yourself onto it. That was that's probably the first one. If I'm being did honest. you do that? Did you do the whole? You know, you can admit it now. No one's going to take you to court. Did you do the whole take copying thing? Like we all? Oh did? god, yeah, bloody right, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, I did, to me, did, to me, it was a right passage. There was, there was no other way I was going to hear the music. I mean, I wasn't going to be able to buy it. That wasn't going to happen. <laughs> I mean, if you do, if people in the music industry had looked at that back then, you know, because you used to have all of those uh, adverts and things saying, don't, don't copy music. It's, it's killing, mm -hmm. it's killing music. You know, if they'd have looked at that back then and s seen what's going on now, mm -hmm. <laughs> they would have gone, yeah. carry on copying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, couple, because we all went out bands. and bought the albums. Yeah. There were a couple of bands who got clever about it. Um, one of them, I'm going to say it was, it was probably one of McLaren's bands. And what they did was they put out the album on cassette, but the other side of this cassette was blank. And they basically yeah. said, just record your other album on that. And I, I remember asking, telling a friend, you know, what they should do is put out a compilation, sell, sell blank cassettes for a few pence more, but on one side of it, have all these new bands that they're trying to get you to listen to. And, you know, I was laughed at. It's like, that's stupid. <laughs> Who'd want to do that? So maybe I should have got into the industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds a little bit like Spotify. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, I need to get on to Daniel Eck and claim, claim my patent. <laughs> that will never, ever work. No one will ever no, do that. Never. No, oh. no. And, yeah, and then it all came true. Oh, I know. I mean, it was brilliant. I mean, the, th the things that people have said over the years in terms of the music industry, mm -hmm. like the fact that we're all going to go into record shops. This was in Q Magazine at one point. We're all going to go into record shops with little discs. Yeah. Um, little little chips, and and put it over the counter and say, "I was like that song, that song, that song, that song," mm -hmm. and then they put it on the desk and you yeah. take it away. It's not yeah. too far similar to that, but that's because someone invented this interweb thing, and um, you know, 
We didn't actually yeah. need to go into the shop to do it. But yeah, the but all evil. It's all coming back now, isn't it? Cassette tapes are coming back. Most bands are yeah. doing cassette tapes. Most bands are doing vinyl now. Well, and you know, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Yes, I think that's the first one out in the wild. Let let me show you how pretty it looks. I've got I've got the sleeve, the the disc inside. So these have just oh. arrived. Isn't that pretty? So that's that a new album. Just now. There's five different color variants, and this is just one of them. And I discovered that if I if I organized it, I could have the pressing plant do five different variants. So there's a sort of a blue and white mixture. There's a there's a kind of a silvery gray. There's a gold. There's a sort of Soviet red. And there's a what's the last one that I that I can't remember. There's five of them anyway. I can I can Not, actually see people black. salivating. They're all salivating. Now. Oh, I, I know people who, who can smell fresh vinyl from a mile away and they're making their way to my studio right now. It, it is available on more conventional, um, modern CD. It is available for, for all the cool kids who have CD players. We were doing a CD. And yeah. I think there's this thing called digital. Never catch up. Can you hold the CD up a minute? Because I, yeah. I just want to see. Yeah, the inside of the CD. The actual oh, the inside, CD. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the actual yeah. CD itself. Well, you've missed yeah. a trick there, sir. You've missed a trick. What's that? Well, what I don't I know. Did you see? <laughs> I, I, I quite liked the other day. I saw an um, interview with Everything Everything. Did you follow them yeah. at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great band. They've, they're the latest album. They've actually had, you know, that little compact disc mark that used to be on all albums? Yes. They've had yeah. that put back on the album. Oh, no one, yes. No one ever has it anymore. But they and you don't need it, but they've had it put on the album. I used to do that, and I kind of I've completely forgot about doing it. And actually, now that I think about it, I could have done it with. So there's a kind of a it's a fake Cyrillic font that my artist made up for me. So it kind of gives you the impression that this is maybe some sort of Cyrillic language, but it's not really. And yeah, we could have done it with compact disc, like in those lettering. You know what? If I do a repress, that's what we're doing. We're going to do that. Yeah, Absolutely it's it's perfect. so satisfying to have the physical product. Yeah, it, that's actually it's you can't you can pre-order that. It's coming out in July, but it's uh these earbuds really are annoying. Uh, it's going to come out in in. Um, can someone invent some better earbuds? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah. For, can, get, can we get old man earbuds? <laughs> well, yeah, we maybe, maybe what you need's like just to use in ears, like you get on stage. Well. Well, that's actually that's what I should have done. I should have got my I on stage. I use in ears. I should have just taken them because they're they're perfect. They're really good. Yeah, yeah. For, for anyone they're, that doesn't understand what in ears are, um, once upon a time, ladies and gentlemen, um, anyone that was in a band long time ago, um, long <laughs> lost their hearing um, due to the fact that you pardon? would stand. So, what? Yeah, pardon. <laughs> due to the fact that you would stand in front of speakers every night and and monitors. Would you like a cup of tea? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, and then someone clever invented something called in ears. So actually, the only yeah. thing that you actually hear, you protect your hearing, but the only thing you hear is the mix from. Mm -hmm. from the from everybody else i do all my live shows with them because it just makes it so much easier because then the on-stage volume is nice and is is non-existent so you don't get all this muck getting into the vocal mic so the sound engineers love it because it makes their lives so much easier someone actually know. once said to me <laughs> a gig when i went with them they said why is he listening to music when he's playing <laughs> <laughs> Was it was it craft work? Was he doing his email at the same time? <laughs> was he multitasking? Is this what the new is this what the new world's come to? Is this hybrid, yeah, you can't, this is hybrid you can't, music? You, you can't even take time off work to play a gig. You know, just just keep just keeping up with the project here. No, 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 I've got it covered. Don't worry. Yeah. Now now talk to me, talk to me about the, the rig that you've got behind you and Simpson stuff. Oh, like the studio. You, you, this is the let me just pan it a little bit. It looks it's, absolutely beautiful. Um, I like the blue it's, light. It's all lit up. So what I have is, and actually this is the, there's the, the poly Ooh. stand. So this is the studio. Um, so on this side here is my poly synths, are my poly synths. So yep. there, will be, there will be tech folk watching. So they're probably watching. Which one is that? So at the very top is a Roland Juno 106, Roland yep. System 8, uh, sequential OB6, and then nice. a... Oh, Prophet 10, which is a gorgeous oh, instrument. Oh, Prophet 10. 
Yeah. 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 At the very back is all the mono synths. So I have an old Pro One because yep. Vince Clark had one there. For, I have to have one. Uh, an Arp Odyssey, Roland SH-101, uh, Moog Sub-37. And then the one of the far right, which, you, which my fan is just that, is an Arturia, which I've had signed by various people that I meet. So it's been signed by Gary Newman, all the OMD lads, uh, Martin Ware, um, Howard Jones. Who else has signed it? Vince Clark. That is so cool. Well. That is so yeah. cool. And I've told my kids, this is a fire, grab the synth. <laughs> someone actually left a message on, on my YouTube yesterday. You, do you know, you sound just like Gary Newman. <laughs> really? Really? Actually, yes. That's a good, that's a good, yes. Do I really? A little bit. Maybe a little bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit yeah. of travel. I mean, I've, yeah, I, I've met him, and yeah, you, you do, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll you've, take, I'll take hair. that anyway. You, you, you've more original hair than he has. <clears throat> well, I loved his latest album. Did you, uh, you yes. listen to his latest album? Fantastic. Yeah, he was in Dublin two nights ago, and I had guest list, and I couldn't go. Oh, yeah. The, the that support, is tragic. The support artist, I, I speak machine, very kindly offered me guest list, and I couldn't go. Um, I had a previous commitment for a thing I do, and I, I, I couldn't do it, and I was gutted because he was playing probably the best venue in Dublin, the, the one of the theatres, and I just thought, mm. oh. so I'm just gonna forget. And the same, same thing has happened now tonight. Midge, Midgeur is playing, and um, he he's playing tonight in Dublin in a nice small venue that I've played, and so it's going to be really intimate. And unfortunately, I'm working late. And is he doing that acoustic go? or is he doing that? Is oh, it's electronic. Doing... Is it yeah, electronic? electronic? Yeah, so that's, make, that's making it worse because <laughs> I do love to see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just something sometimes you can't do all the shows. Yeah, it's just not possible. I he now he pivoted really well as every musician had to, but he pivoted really well during lockdown. Um, because he mm -hmm. did he started doing his backstage sessions or backstage club sessions or whatever yeah um yeah did, i was doing i was doing those because it was yeah. the only way to get out there and they were very very satisfying because i started I, I reached a whole reached a whole new audience yeah and it was it was great it was a setup i i still have the cameras here actually there's cameras little cameras gopros on all of the keyboard stands and a switcher so i I'm was going to ask did you did you set this setup was really because mm -hmm. of what happened through the pandemic yeah, I, I just set it up um, very. The first one was a little bit sort of flying by the seat of my pants and managed to do it. And then it got a little more sophisticated. And now there's like there's three or four cameras. And then a, uh, my live show, if you go to a venue, has me performing. But I also project video that's synchronized with the music. It's all part of the, the whole, I guess, the circuitry live thing. So I started doing it online and. I was so pleased because it did two things. First of all, it got me a whole new bunch of listeners and fans. After yep. each show, I saw my band camp numbers going up, which was great. So it worked. But then the, the chat, so it'd be an online chat, and I would stream to multiple platforms, you know, YouTube, Facebook, etc. And the, the online chat, people were able to reconnect because they couldn't do it in person. And it was brilliant fun. So it would, that was just the whole package was just so satisfying. And I, I was asked now that you've stopped doing it. And I said, what? I haven't stopped doing it. I'm just taking a break. So I'm going to do a big live stream. Uh, I believe it's, we're scheduling it with the label. I think it's in August sometime. And I'm going to do the full album sort of start to finish yeah. and then have a bit of fun afterwards. Cause I, I would do the serious stuff with my own material. And then I'd have a bit of fun by taking, um, songs we know from the past and electrifying them a little bit and just having fun i've no oh, shame right. what, sort, what sort of songs everything from uh fleur do you remember fleur yes yeah. um i would do a couple of heaven 17 songs simply because i love why, like, why not go. yeah because you have to it's the law it is. Uh, you have to do let me go um i would do uh i'll try to do a little obscure stuff like if i was going to do a depeche number i did ice machine right you know not not an obvious not an obvious one i love doing that and then um gosh i think around about pride i sort of would pick out an erasure number and um then around christmas <laughs> so christmas 2020 <laughs> 
I had this really, I thought it was a clever idea and I instantly regretted it because I said online, okay, I'm going to do some Christmas hits. And then I looked to see, well, what was number one every year? And I thought, I can't do them. I, I'm not doing that. I can't do them. So I settled on Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall because technically it was number one at Christmas. And I, I ended up putting it into the set because you can do a big solo on it. You can pretend to be Dave Gilmore with a synth. Um, so I did all that sort of stuff and, and mixed in bits of video and it was it was just great fun. And I think last Christmas, um, what did I do? I did a Cliff Richard song. Did you? Look, look, my original songs are serious enough. But if you go back and if you look at some of Cliff Richard's stuff with um, with Tarney as producer and so on, and you begin to see, ooh, he almost made a synth pop album. So yeah, I, yeah. I did Wired for Sound. Wired for Sound. What a great song. Yeah, it's a brilliant pop song. And you it just you, and then you go back and you look at the album and you look at the team you had around him and you think, Cliff, you idiot. You should have just stuck with that team. You gave up too soon. Yeah. And then you did, you did all this other muck. That's not interesting at all. This it, went, was really it, cool. it went away from that too quickly. That whole album is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant production, brilliant pop songs. And when you listen to it, you realize, oh wow. It was kind of, it's kind of like McCartney too. Yeah. I, I maintain McCartney had been listening to Yellow Magic Orchestra because if you see the photographs of what he was using at the time, it was like the likes of the Jupiter 4 here and um, all the all the late 70s stuff that was that was available. I think he had a, he had a CS80 and stuff. And if you listen to that album and think, OK, imagine you're Paul McCartney and you've just discovered Yellow Magic Orchestra. What sort of album are you going to make? Yeah, 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 yeah. We've talked about on the show, actually, with because um, we've had a few people release Christmas singles. Um, we've talked about Paul McCartney's simply having a wonderful Christmas time um, in the yeah. past because that whole song is basically, I've got a new simp. It's a CSAD <laughs> and a Prophet 5. Yeah. In it. It's, it basically yeah, is, yeah. oh, listen, that's a nice noise. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I can just, oh, yeah. and now what if I just put a bit of that on it? Yeah, there it is. That's the whole now song. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's such an obvious one. It's it's a synth pop Christmas hit. I mean, we're all sick to death hearing it because it's been played to death. But if you could be objective about it and look at it, you think, oh yeah, that's, that's quite cool. It's yeah. it's it's synths, you know. What do you think killed synth pop for a period? Because obviously it was massive, and then it sort of died off. Personally, I blame um, demo buttons on. <laughs> <laughs> on all, all electric keyboards which were brought. My take on that is that I would refute the notion that it died. Okay. I would say that well, all right. it, it, the, media, the media developed diminished. a different obsession. Yeah. But it was always going on. It's like right now, there are bands, there are grunge bands out there, there are kids in grunge bands making that yeah. noise. Somebody somewhere thinks that they have invented you know, my bloody Valentine. Somebody somewhere has done it. Uh, somebody somewhere is doing folk music. And yeah, well, to be fair, folk music's never really died, has it? Because it's just, you know, or, or, or never yeah, really diminished. Yeah. It's just, it's it's like just a, a constant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've some cheek. I, I, I learned folk music. It's a nice so rash, like, but it's a rash. It's, yeah. it's a rash that itches sometimes, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, so I would say it's always there. Clark Stifle, uh, produces a song called Synth Pop's Not Dead and it's very, very, very witty in the in the style of that. spray. Yeah, it's called uh, Synth Pop's Not Dead and if you look for that, you'll find it online. It's, it's very, very clever. And it, Clark has a, a range of vintage synthesizers. Yeah. So he, 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 he would speak to it. I think part of the problem um, with how the with how so there's there's bands out there who latched on to the whole electronic music thing over the last five years or so, and they somewhat irritate me because they're no more electronic than the Wurzels. They go on stage with a backing tape, a mm. guitar, a, a a percussion pad, and a singer, and you'd look at it and you think, where where did this become electronic? Because I've never seen them with, with a synthesizer. Um, they're making pop music, which is perfectly fine. Um, but stop chasing something because that's what's current. I've only ever known how to mu make music with this stuff. I tried with guitars and I was rubbish. Yeah. 
So this is all I know. And this will this is probably already out of fashion. I don't even know what the media is looking at these days. The weekend, I suppose, gives you an indication, but they're probably that's probably so 2021. I, I just don't know. What, what's what's popular I, I think i think there's a definition isn't there um, to, to be really to be really in the synth pop game you've got to be a geek as well oh you, gosh yeah, yeah. You, you, you've completely got to be a geek. Yeah. I, I mean for, for me you know it was the fact that when we were doing it at school etc it was you know if we'd all turn up with long black coats that we'd bought for example, everybody else was yeah, yeah, wearing like yeah. bomber jackets or whatever, and we'd yeah, all yeah, go yeah. long black coats, like like, like we like just walked off the set of Vienna. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you know, we're all you know, we'd ring each other and go, "We're all going to wear black today." Yeah, we're all going to wear black. We're just going to all do this, um, and yeah. then you know, it would be it'd be as much about you know the electronics and the and the uh, sort of. The, the gadgetry and the, the 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 sort of sound processing and all of that i mean you know i used to buy magazines where you know someone would talk about oh we've dropped a watermelon off the top of a huge building and then we've put a mm-hmm. microphone there and we've recorded and then we sampled that through this mm-hmm. and you know it's that perfect sound is that watermelon smashes yeah. and you just think that's it you get really excited by all of that yeah. if you're not really yeah. into that then you're not really into it Yeah, I think it's I think it does help. Um, I I participated in a documentary several years ago um, about about Blamange. They played their first the first and only show in in Ireland. Um, And so I was interviewed for it. Um, I never got to see the show because I was on a delayed flight. But that's another complaint I have. But I I was interviewed the day after and uh, about it. And um, got to meet Neil and everything. He was a charming, charming man. And when I saw the final cut of it, I think it's actually up there somewhere. The documentary is called You Keep Me Running Round and Round. And I think it's actually up on Vimeo for free. And it's, cool. it's really interesting because one of the participants um, with a knowing look to camera said, yes, well, to make this music, you, you do have to be a little bit intelligent. It requires the ability... <laughs> to understand systems and systems within systems. And it puts a lie to, and I know what he meant. He didn't mean academic intelligence. He meant intelligent intelligent enough to figure out something and learn from it Hmm. and to look at something as a system and to to have a sort of computational thinking. If the synth is not doing what you expected it to do, there's only so many things that, that are here in front of you so you troubleshoot and you fix it so yep. if you look at so look at the likes of Midjur didn't go to university i'm not sure he even finished school yet he was programming a ppg wave and look at look at look at look at any of those artists i think you know Th- thomas dalby um was educated but not in not in this not in this area his, his, his education came from another angle, but he figured out how to take a lighting controller and turn it into a, a effectively a drum a drum machine controller. Yeah, you know he, he was doing all of that sort of stuff, and you just think no, it's it's a you have a, a, an inbuilt curiosity and a determination to make a bit of equipment do what you want it to do, or to be happy with accidents. Yeah, Thomas Dolby, there's a name. What a, yeah. what, a, what a fantastic guy. I Charm, mean, you, charming man. Well, and, and the, the beauty is so many people go, never heard of him. And then you go, prefab sprout. And they went, ah. Foreigner. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you, start, you start listing them off. Have, have you seen him? Did you see him on his book tour when he was um, – he had he had he had done a sort of a speaking type thing for his book tour. Did you see any of that? It was I went to, I flew over to book yeah. in Birmingham. Yeah, and the stories he tells are just brilliant. He's very uh, he's very eloquent, and I love that he flies by the seat of his pants with technology. You know, he have a laptop, a little controller, and he he's he uses he uses digital audio workstations in a way they weren't meant to be used. Um, and it's, I would yeah, have it's one argument with him. I would have one What's argument that? with him, which is I would actually take the keys to the Ferrari. <laughs> if, <laughs> would you? <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that is a reference, guys. If uh, anyone wants to check out uh, the Thomas Dolby albums, um, he doesn't. He doesn't want the keys to the Ferrari. Um, Thomas Dolby, you mentioned Blamange. What was your favourite Blamange song? Because for me, it's "What's Your Problem." I love that song. Absolutely love "What's Your Problem." Have we lost you? Oh, we've run out. Oh, the batteries have run out. The batteries have run out. We're coming back. We're coming back. Don't worry. Now, this is the problem with electronic things, folks. You've only got to run out of batteries and the whole thing stops just for a second. Hopefully, we're going to pick back up again. I can't. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Oh, no. I'm just going to, I'm going to see whether I can. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I've had to put it onto the internal. This is what I get for buying cheap knockoffs. <laughs> I'm just phone. saying, this is the problem with electronics. I was just asking you just before that. Never mind. I was there just asking go. you just before that. Um, yeah. Say Blamange, my favorite song is What's Your Problem? What what's what's yours? Oh yeah. Uh it has got to be oh that's love that it is. Um or no no, probably something off something off one of the more recent albums, actually. Really? Yeah. 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 Um Neil Arthur, I I admire what he's done. He he has resurrected his music career. And he does all the festivals. He plays all the hits that people want to hear. But if you have not experienced Blamange live doing their thing, it's so, so good. It's heavier. It's more raw. We're into, well, we're into John Fox territory because yeah. he's working with, he's working with Benj and people like that. So it's, of course it's going to be, it's going to be hardcore. If, 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 if people haven't seen Blamange live, doing new material you're absolutely missing out on the trick even if you didn't like the pop stuff it's nothing like that it's it's it couldn't be further away from it he's actually developed as an artist i really admire him and he's a lovely he's a lovely really lovely guy i saw them in the garage um in london a, a couple of years ago and um i thought oh I'll, I'll go up and say hello and maybe get him to sign something and I, I'm sort of waiting there. Two or three people are in front of me, and I get to the top of the line. He says, "Oh, hello, Peter." And I'm like, "How? How do you know my name?" And then, I, then he said, "You're in the bloody documentary, mate." All oh, right. Uh... Yes, so he has got he has got an amazing memory. Like, wow. Fair, fair play to him. I can barely remember my own name, which is somebody else. <laughs> and he's great fun. He's he's great fun. Oh no, that's that's lovely to hear. So. In terms of, let's talk very, very quickly now about yeah. the new album. Um, yes. What, what can people, what can the people expect to hear? I mean, you know, I've, I've listened to it. It's, it's, it's Oh, you have good. Thank yes, you. yes, absolutely. Um, it's very varied. Yes. Uh, which, it's ambitious. Which is important. It is ambitious. Yeah, it is. Know? So for people who are wondering, what does technology for the youth sound like? It's. It's a collection of songs that tell some of the untold stories of the space race sequenced together with small, short, instrumental pieces that sound like they could have been taken from a, each of them could have been taken from their own science fiction film. That's about the only way I can describe it. You, and, and the mixes and the arrangements are meant to be sparse enough that you can almost imagine a night sky. And if sound was, was something you could see, you would see the stars coming through the sounds and you'd see the occasional spacecraft. It's, I, I tr I'm trying to get across sort of the, 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 um, the feeling of being in space and some of the disconnection that you'd have. But the stories... Mm. Everything has to start with a song, which has to tell a story. It has to be about something. And it covers everything from an observation on a lean to the right in politics and how at the time we most needed it, we had leaders who were denying science. Yet the planet is on fire, but scientists clearly don't know what they're doing. It starts, it opens on a cheerful song like that. 
and then we progress through, <laughs> through stories about the first woman in space. We all know about the yeah. first man in space. We all know about the first man on the moon. There's a, a, an absolutely heartbreaking story about Ed Dwight, who was meant to be the first black African-American in space, and he got shafted by NASA and the government. There's a song called Spacewalking about him. Um, and then when you start reading this stuff, you start finding all these conspiracy theories. So there is this great conspiracy theory that the Soviets sent, us, sent cosmonauts to space knowing they couldn't get them back. So there are people who still believe there's satellites orbiting the Earth with these dead cosmonauts in it. It's an absolute nonsense. Uh, but there's a brilliant story. Is that who about... was in Bowie's last video? Yes, maybe. Right. Maybe, you see? You see? Hey. So I, I wrote a whole song about that and I discovered there was a short film made about it. And yeah. It's just, you know, I cover it in the live shows as I'm playing the songs, I'm projecting images related to the songs and also telling a little bit about the story. And what I'm hoping people do when they hear the album, the first of all, they love it because it's, it is pure electronic and it's, it, it, I have tried to keep it varied so that it's a good listening experience. But it also, definitely is. Yep. I want people to go and go and read up these stories, find, about, find out about hidden history because it's fascinating. It really is. So that's that's technology for the youth. That's what it's all about. It's it, it's a great day's worth of work. It, it's it is. You know, yeah. it's just it's just it's worth listening to. It's you know, you. why would you not? Why would you not now, having had that little taster, want to go out and investigate that a little bit more? This is entirely what this program is about. Yep. Is, well, you know, well, my label, my label would really like it if people did that. Yes, it's please actually, do that. Tell you what, it's selling the pre-orders because we, we, we've got pre-orders out now on, on circuit3.bandcamp.com and there's yeah. all the different vinyl variants. I think I think the test pressings are sold out because there's collectors go for all that stuff. Wow. Um, there's a couple of bundles where we do a good deal. If you want, if you're a vinyl completist and you want to get all the colors, we'll, we do bundles and stuff. But you can get the CD and if you want to just do digital, we've got digital. You know, we've got the lot. You can get on the pre-orders. And um, by doing that, you see, you'll also hear about the other stuff. You'll hear about the live stream shows. You'll hear about the in-person shows. I'll be coming to the UK in the autumn and winter to do stuff because I'm, I'm assigned to Analog Trash and they are great at putting on shows. So all of that's happening. Yeah. So I better it's, get it's my be vinyl order in quickly then because I keep my nice little, uh, yeah, I keep my little, uh, you know, turntable right here on my desk, you know. Yes. Yes. I mean, it, it, per, perfect, perfect office setup. Anybody, if you if you're setting up your office, don't forget one of the most important things on your desk should be your record player. That's yes, incredibly important. And, and, and any other way is just it's pathetic, just really. it's, just, it's yeah. just yeah. You know, people yeah. go for it. I need a printer. No, not really. No. You can do without one of those. Uh, uh, you, you know, I, I need a, a mouse mat. No, 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 vinyl. Yes, yes because we're not we're not savages, right? <laughs> we're Lots not. <laughs> and look, okay, on, honorable mention though, if somebody wants to go for the CD, you know, you 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 can do that. You can do that. You can do the CD. We'll forgive you. Um, yeah, there's there's actually the CD. I was surprised at how many people go for CD. Well, uh, CDs are making a comeback as well. Yeah, that was interestingly that was a surprise. Yeah, and I can understand why. I can understand why. Because yeah. you can't you can't have a you can't have a, a, a turntable in every room in the house. But you can I just think room. I just think physical format full stop is making a big comeback, you know. And it, and yeah. it, what's interesting about that is that um, it's it's almost kind of linked to the news, which I was reading quite a bit about yesterday because I, I do social media. That's what I do um, mm -hmm. across across all of the social media about a, a, quite a number of cloud companies who are going bust. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's actually starting to affect people in terms of like accounting software and things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and and you know, some of these reports were going. Do you remember a time when you actually natively loaded stuff onto your computer? So, I mean, if that mm -hmm. company disappeared, you still had it. You still had all and your it, data. And it happens. It it happens. There was a there was a cloud storage company in France, uh, publicly owned, that just basically shut up shop, and I had. <laughs> I had three three gigabytes of stuff. Now, luckily, it was a backup of a backup. But streaming services can and will disappear. Yeah. Terms and conditions on your account can and will change. 
you will have disputes with those services and you can you don't own any of the music you don't own it you've got a license to access it and they can revoke that license or the content can be pulled so i i i had some objections with a particular streaming service and their practices uh so i pulled i pulled my albums from it my singles are there yeah but my albums are gone because i i just had issues and it was unfortunate but that can happen and i'm not the only artist to have done that no. Now, the streaming yeah. service, it was in the news, you know, Circuitry pulls his albums and the, their stock price went down. So I'm not claiming that I was at the forefront of that, but I am. It's got to be done. Now, listen, um, <laughs> are you are you into TikTok at all? I've got to ask that question as well, because I, I, I've tried. I can't. I've, I've just, I, well, the reason I ask is because a friend of mine who owns a um, music distribution company has just signed a deal with TikTok's new... Um, I can't remember the name of it, but they've got a new side to them. So mm-hmm. um, if they're doing, they're doing almost like a record label on TikTok. Have Have you seen so, that? Yes, my music is available to be used on TikTok, but personally, right. I don't view it. Uh, I oh, I don't view. It. <laughs> you know, I what? I don't like it's it's it. There's a lot of um. I'm trying to be uh, polite here. A lot half of naked shows. people. <laughs> that's that's the bit. Yeah, that's the bit because you know you, you's like. Well, honestly, I was trying to find something else there. No, really, and, and, and a lot of and a lot of weirdos. Um, so no, I, I avoid it. Um, for that reason, because I just I just look a little bit odd as a fifty-something-year-old man like scrolling past all of these young people. No, no, no. Honestly, I'm trying to find Thomas Dalby. Will you leave me alone? <laughs> But my music is available there. So if somebody wants to do a, a, a sea shanty dance to the tune of one of my space tunes, they are welcome to go do that. And bonus points if they dress like an astronaut. <laughs> Let's hope that that happens then. Because I, uh, oh, I think yeah. it's good. I think it's good that that, you know, that sort of uh, licensing is available now and, and people yeah. Oh, can, uh, yeah. can get into all yeah. of that sort. Yeah. Brilliant. Now, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. A, oh, likewise. You, it's great fun. Uh, and, and talking to you about a little bit about your history and music. I mean, we could go on, but the time is coming to an end. Um, before you go, the, the one question that I tend to ask everybody towards the end is, mm-hmm. if you could collaborate with anybody, alive or dead, who would it be and why? Vince Clark. It's a, it's a no-brainer. I'm a fanboy, and that's why it'll never happen, because I'm a fanboy. Um, yeah, I would you're too close to, to it. Yeah. yeah, but I could... I. I could I could do it. I mean, I can separate I can separate him as a songwriter and uh, as a musician from all of that other stuff. And the reason I'd love to collaborate with him is that with, with, with Vince, it always starts with a song. His favorite songwriter is Paul Simon. Yeah, he was a big fan of ABBA. And then you begin to see, oh, perfect pop production. Where else have we heard that? Yazoo, Erasure, The Assembly. Yeah, of course. Um, also, he doesn't get too precious about the instruments he uses. Like it serves a purpose. And I love all of that. And I, I, I've met him once and he's a, he's a, he's, he's just good fun. Yeah. Strikes me he's as probably a very, a very intelligent guy as well. Yeah, he is very intelligent. And like he has this thing where if you do a <laughs> selfie with him, he'll put a really straight grim face on. And as a, I, I've noticed with Erasure fans, there's a competition to see who can get a picture of Vince when he's smiling. And he, it's, he does it deliberately. You know, like he's, he's just got this great sense of humor. And yeah. so, yeah, it would, be, it would be Vince for that reason. And also just to I could probably learn a lot from him. I was going to say, is it a learning thing as well? Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of the stuff I've tried to figure out with these, like with the Pro One, like how did he do some of those sounds and so on, especially after the Upstairs at Eric's album? How did he do it? Because I have a Lindrum and I have the Pro One and I have a knockoff of the 808, which is basically what he had. And he had a Jupiter mm. 4. So it's just figuring out what other tricks did you learn? The stuff you're not supposed to be able to do with some of the instruments, like the Jupiter 4. There's things that you're not supposed to be able to do. And he said, well, no, if you actually press these buttons and just hold them in and persuade them to stay in, you can do this. <laughs> yeah. And you think, oh, right. Yeah, you were never meant to do that, but it sounds great. So stuff like that. And I'd so like much to- about the kind of music that you make or electronic music is about those mistakes, isn't it? it or is about it's, those. Uh, curiosity. Know, 
Yeah, those little what, things that you find. What will happen if I do this? Yeah. Um, because I'm sure he he I'm sure he he discovered by accident. There's a thing he does, and people who don't know synthesizers are probably just going to think, "What is he barking on about now?" But there's a thing you do when you sequence the notes and they play yeah. in a certain pattern, but you can then do a thing called modulating the filter, which changes the tone on every note. Now he probably he may have nicked the idea off somebody else, but I don't think so. I suspect he discovered that by accident, and it became his signature sound. Yeah. And it's when I got the pro one, it was the first thing I tried to do. Okay, I think this is how he does it. And it's it's great. It's 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 making the most of very limited equipment. Yeah. Yeah. No, like how absolutely. do you say, how do you make it make a synth sound like two or three? So you know, th there's that. I would love to work with Vince. And if, if Vince isn't available, Thomas Dolby. Absolutely. I don't, and I think you know, anyone listening that's never really explored electronic music as well. Mm -hmm. Um you know, and maybe thinks, oh, I can't really, can't really get on with guitars or or traditional yeah, instruments. Yeah, yeah. Give it a go. Um, you know, for me, it all started when my now here's the story. It all started for me when my ma uh, music teacher pulled me out of maths <laughs> because what, what were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, because um, my music teacher at school at the time, this was middle school, so it was around about eleven um they were putting on joseph and the technicolor mm -hmm. dream coat and they just bought a yamaha cx5m i don't know whether you remember that it was uh, mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah so it had like the the uh, full-size keyboard and it had yeah. uh, uh uh was it um it had a separate um computer element with yeah. a car in the top of it yeah and they bought it and no one could figure out what the hell to do <laughs> <laughs> and and he so, me so did a lot of bands <laughs> yeah exactly so so he pulled me out of uh maths he said um excuse me can i you know and he said you can program computers can't you i went well yeah because i was a bit of a nerd into computers and etc he said well we've got this we don't understand it and well. and i just got to i just got to play and it was brilliant. And it was so mind opening for me because mm -hmm. up until that point, I, I, I'd always enjoyed singing and I'd always been a little bit of a singer. But I, instrument wise, I thought, you know, I sucked at, uh, at recorder and stuff like that at school. I always, yeah. you know, mimed, et cetera. I thought, I'm never going to get instruments. Never, ever, ever going to get instruments. And suddenly, you know, it was like, do you know what? I can actually make this make music. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I would encourage, you know, because some people have got music in them, but traditional instruments per se are mm -hmm. not necessarily the, the opening door for them. So I would encourage mm -hmm. anyone that's like that to just give it a go, go and, go and yeah, get yourself, yeah. go and get yourself a, 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 you know, a little keyboard start. start you know what, even start with soft synths. You know, like a software synthesizer, it's got the interface. It's not as satisfying because you can't grab it. Part of the fun is the physical control. But yeah, you can do all of that. De definitely. And look look at how, look, if you look at some artists who have managed to go from knowing traditional instruments and then what they do, that's another gift. Being able to take, been able to, so I, 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 I wasn't really very good on guitar and I learned folk instruments and stuff, which you will do in Ireland. Um, and I, I realized very quickly, I will never be exceptional on this instrument. And that's what attracted me to electronic music. But then if you take an artist who took, I'm not comparing myself, but they had a similar path, Hannah Peel. I don't know if you know Hannah Peel, mm. but mm. Hannah Peel comes from, has come from a, a more traditional music background and then you look at what she's doing like doing scoring strings for paul weller you know but then go listen to her electronic stuff it's mind-blowing but exactly. what i love about what she's doing she's taking the two together she's using a brass band and a load of synths that's just <laughs> and then doing it in festivals it's 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 just pure genius i i think there's somebody now there's somebody who just you just wonder why is this person not on the front page of the newspapers for being so innovative and clever and groundbreaking she's just so good so if you're if you are a traditional music a musician look at what hannah peel has done just because you know the stuff doesn't mean that you won't be able to develop something new and then somehow combine the two and the next thing you know you're innovating absolutely my friend, it's been an absolute pleasure talking yeah, to you. I hope we've encouraged people to, to really get into electronic music. 
I hope so. I hope people are encouraged to go and find out a little bit more about your music and and yeah. buy some buy some albums. Um, where's yes. the best place to do that? Circuit3.bandcamp.com. You'll find the back catalogue. You'll find the new stuff. It's all there. Go and do it now, my friend. Take care. Have a good rest Thank of the you, day. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, we'll I will. Lovely to chat with you, man. Bye now. Lovely. Bye now.